Ciao. You're listening to Ed Up Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started, podcastees. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about lists, and especially lists that come from the National Student Clearinghouse. You know, recently, Dr. Joe Saluscio, who uh, is uh, notably from the uh, EdUp experience, started a, a LinkedIn conversation by saying, my mind is blown. Someone has just reframed our understanding of about 40 million people in the United States. Now, what the heck is he talking about? Well, previously, the National Student Clearinghouse had said that there were 37 million people that had received some college credit but didn't finish. And they called these people some college no degree people, SCND. But now that the group is at 40, they are labeling this group some college no credential, SCNC. So what's the difference here? What's going on? What, you know, what are these lists of, of people who are non-completers, if we want to call them something like that? And Joe asked some good questions. You know, he said, well, what is a, a, a credential? And what's the difference between a credential and a certificate? You know, what's the difference between a class at Home Depot and Google Career? Um, and, you know, does it matter who issues your credential or your certificate that makes it, uh, that makes it valid? Um, and a really good question to ask is, is it possible that the count keeps going up, in this case, from 37 to 40 million people, because we're really not defining what a credential or certificate really means? Um, so is a, is a degree, a formal degree, a credential? Certainly it's not a certificate, but um, Joe says that it, in his mind, this report is implying that a some college no credential uh, student comes off the list if they get a credential or certificate or a degree from some college. That is, if they get a piece of paper that validates uh, their education experience. Now, a number of other people uh, participated in this, uh, in this discussion. Wallace Pond is one, uh, Kate Colbert, um, and I'm going to plagiarize liberally from these people. So uh, if you want to go on to, uh, to LinkedIn, you can see the, uh, the full thing. Uh, but uh, Wallace Pond noted that uh, in, in something that he published recently, he, he says, even our best and most resourced efforts to re-enroll folks from this population achieve very little success. And it appears that the answer for many of these dropouts, now there's a, a you know emotionally charged term, is not to get them back into the system that already failed them once, but to make other non-credit, non-degree options available. Yeah, if they don't need a degree or a formal certificate or credential, let's see what they do need. How about that? Pond goes on to say that time, money, and uh, return on investment are all often far more doable for folks in non-degree credentialing programs 
because those programs typically address the issues that cause someone to drop out of college in the first place. In other words, and these are my words, not his, higher ed is not paying attention. It is mired in the we know what's best for students mentality. And what they know is that students need a degree or something formal, or it just doesn't count. Now, Kate Colbert asked a, another good question, which is, why do we do this in higher education? Why do we create a false narrative that says the people with a pretty piece of paper, which is a term she uses frequently, indicates that um, the, the degree itself somehow means that you're more well-educated and career-ready than people with just a, a transcript um, that might show that they have learned a great many competencies on several topics. Higher education, she says, should be an all-you-can-learn buffet. I really like that, Kate. Um, and the learner should decide how much is enough and whether they want to take a break. Now, Joe, in response to that, says, well, you know, the, the main difference here that we're talking about is that the structure of higher education degrees is very well understood, maybe, by employers and society in general as a qualifier or an indicator of some future performance level. So that when you say bachelor's degree, most people understand what that means, at least conceptually. And so that if you say, I have a credential as opposed to a bachelor's degree, it probably doesn't have the same force. Now, unfortunately, what we know is that while employers and others fall back on the formal degree as some form of validation, it doesn't usually or doesn't always, I won't say usually, but it doesn't always translate to that degree holder's ability to succeed in whatever endeavor they are undertaking. So where, where are the roots of this? Well, in part, this goes back to post-World War II, where the GI Bill uh, was enacted, and it democratized higher education in America by making education available to veterans and created the bachelor's degree as the gold standard for higher education in America, and thereby labeling associate degrees and other credentials as a second-class category. Now, today, the bachelor's, as we know, has lost some of its luster uh, due to the necessity to link education to the workforce. Students, and maybe we should change this term uh, from students. I know Kate Colbert likes to call them learners. But students now look to access education that is useful and fulfilling to them. So labels like some college no credential may mean something to the National Student Clearinghouse, but they, you know, it doesn't mean anything to those people who are gaining knowledge and skills to make their lives better. They don't need to be labeled. Now, what makes lives better as people get their education might entail a piece of paper documenting their success in completing a course of study or 
It might entail getting what they need, ho, 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 regardless of some external yardstick. And then they just want to get on with life. It would be really interesting, and I think insightful, to know how all of those, some college, no credential people, are faring compared to people who are not on the list. In short, lists like some credential, or some credential, some college, no credential, seem to me, at least to me, more like marketing fodder for higher education than something that is helpful to the general population and certainly not helpful to the people who are on the list. So here's an idea, and I'm going to rip this off from Kate Colbert. She said, and I'm, I'll paraphrase a lot of this, what if we let learners decide how they should be categorized? Ooh, what if survey data didn't ask you whether you have some college or a bachelor's degree or a master's degree? Um, but asked, how you doing? Do you have enough education? Are you done for now? And do you think maybe you're going to go on to get some other kind of education? And it doesn't matter what other kind, because what you're talking about here is finding out who these people are and what their aspirations are, instead of simply putting them into a box. Now, Kate says, yeah, it, it's true that, you know, you got 4,000 colleges and universities in the United States. They are really banking on serving those 40 million Americans uh, on the list. Well, I don't know if that's all they're looking forward to. They're looking forward to um, enriching their coffers um, and staying viable. But despite the fact that colleges and universities want to serve these people, you know, you have to ask yourselves, is it possible, and I think it is, that some number and maybe a goodly number of those people on the list are not shopping for a pathway back to finish a degree or maybe even any other formal credential? And why? Because they don't need to pay attention they may not need to complete a degree or a credential or a certificate. Maybe what they want and need is what it takes to get the job that they want or need. In other words, they simply want to relate some level of education to career success. Now, here's a place where higher education if it were to be adaptable and flexible, could focus on student needs and not institutional sustainability. So if we collected data in a more meaningful way from adults in the United States, we wouldn't be stuck guessing at the size of prospective student markets for degree completion we'd have a much clearer picture of how education and workforce are related because we'd ask instead of making assumptions. And we wouldn't churn out lists of categories that do not reflect what learners want, but reflect what higher education wants. So there. Okay, 
Now I'm going to go take a nap and invite you to tune in to the next exciting episode. Ciao.